Recognition, power, and influence is your birthright, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 198. Today's episode is piggybacking off of the episode I did last week, where I talked about ways that you can begin to instantly find more meaning and purpose in your career. And one of the ways that I talked about it was you can find happiness by teaching about happiness. And in today's episode, I am going to share with you some of the ways that you can begin teaching others about what you're learning, the challenges that you've overcome, the leadership principles that you stand behind, whatever that might be for you. And it's going to look a little bit different than some of the traditional ways that you might be approaching teaching and thought leadership. All right, let's get started. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Hello, corporate badasses. Welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. Today's episode is sponsored by the goddess Nematona, the goddess of sacred space. Create an altar or visit a power place to connect with the divine. Each episode, I am pulling a different oracle card, and I would love to make an offering for you to either ignore it or use it throughout your week as you're thinking about ways that you can connect with your divine energy, your own true essence and spirituality. And so for this week's offering, perhaps there might be something very literal, like creating an altar or visiting a power place. And it could also be something internal. It could be a way of connecting with your power. And hopefully today's episode will also give you some insight on how you can begin to do that. Another thing that I want to do before I get into the subject matter of today's episode is celebrate yet one more Summer of Magic win. I've been getting a lot of emails in these last couple of weeks of summer. Um, It's September 19th as I record this episode. So by the time it comes out, it will be after summer. And I thought that my Summer of Magic promotions were complete because we had long since passed my goal of 108 promotions. But yet I still receive the announcements over and over again. And this one in particular is really deep and true to my heart. You have heard me speak about this woman many times on my podcast episodes, but you don't really know it because I don't mention people by name. But this woman has been working to transition from being seen as a subject matter expert. She did have a director level position, but still felt like she was always in the weeds and really couldn't make it to that next level of leadership. And then to top it all off, she was 
in a constant battle with her boss and a toxic situation with her boss. And so in particular, this is the woman that you've heard me speak about with the Sesame Street Live approach to listening to her boss. And if you ever find yourself in a position where somebody really triggers you when they talk to you, you can actually change their voice in your head. And so you sort of turn that voice into and and really the coaching that I was giving her and the reason why this is so important is because you need to be able to get perspective as much as somebody is hurting you and driving you crazy and triggering you if you keep reacting to it in the moment you're never going to find a way out in this case the idea was being able to laugh at herself and possibly the situation even though it's not a funny situation could perhaps give her just enough perspective to figure out exactly what she's going to do about it. And so in this case, she got a promotion and not because of her boss, and which is amazing, right? So she was able to figure out other ways to still continue to advocate for herself and make this happen. So congratulations. I'm super excited about one more Summer of Magic win and getting one more woman into the executive suite. We are winning every single one of us. And I am so, so, so excited to be able to help you all make this happen. So today's episode was actually inspired by the end of last week's episode. And I've been noticing a trend in myself when I record these episodes where I give you three steps to be able to do XYZ. So last week's episode was about creating more meaning in your career. And then I talked about the second step, which was, you know, becoming a teacher of leadership, really sharing your wisdom with other people as a method for creating more happiness in your career. And definitely go back and listen to that podcast episode. But I realized that I barely touched the surface with this idea. And then in particular, I had something really important that I needed to share with you in terms of being able to use teaching as an opportunity to create more happiness and meaning in your career. And so that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So I'm going to give you three really practical ways to kind of check in with yourself to say, you know, am I using teaching in the right ways? And how can I begin to do more of it? Or perhaps Maybe you don't even realize that you're already a teacher, that you're already doing that. And then again, how can I begin to do more of it? So I want to give you a little bit of a backstory about myself and my own identity and how I see the world. So I am absolutely 150% do not identify as a teacher. I don't enjoy teaching. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't like, like, I don't know how many different ways can I say I don't like teaching. Yet, I find myself in a career that involves teaching, right? What does this podcast do? For over 200 episodes, I've been teaching you how to create a more impactful career and how to begin to get the recognition and influence and power that you already deserve at your organization, that's teaching. So how can I identify as a person who doesn't enjoy teaching and knows that I don't enjoy teaching, yet I am teaching all the time? And that's really what I'm going to explain to you in today's episode. So one of the things that I want to point out first is that I view teaching as a profession, as a job. And for a lot of people, 
teaching as a job can create meaning and happiness in their lives, right? They love teaching and that is the job of choice. But if you look at teaching as a profession, as a job, there are also certain aspects of teaching that can feel like work. And if you're basically anybody who has ever had to work a job a day in their life, you know that that doesn't work itself, doesn't always create meaning and purpose. So the job of teaching as a job, as a profession, does not create meaning and purpose. Another way to think about it is like your job, especially as a subject matter expert, at some point might have created a little bit more meaning and purpose, but it ebbs and flows, right? And so like, let's say that you're a technical engineer and you originally got into that field because you wanted to see what was possible and you were really enjoying learning and growing and challenging yourself and seeing what you could create out of nothing. And that created a lot of meaning and purpose in your career. And then at some point that became a job. It was just a job. It was something that you did. And then you're like, oh, okay, what's next? How can I find more meaning and purpose in my career? And this goes pretty much across the board, which is why I challenge people to not look at their organizations to be the place where you get fulfillment, right? Like, I want to work for a company that has a mission. I want to work for a company that is giving back to society, right? Thinking that working for that organization is what is going to create meaning and happiness for you. In reality, it might at first because you might enjoy it a lot. But at some point, it might just feel like a job. Entrepreneurship is the exact same way. The job that I have is just a job. (laughs) But I create meaning and purpose by doing certain things. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. So this concept that teaching can help us create more meaning and purpose in our lives was inspired by Arthur Brooks. Arthur Brooks is a Harvard professor and he teaches happiness. And he recently co-authored a book with Oprah Winfrey called The Art and Science of Getting Happier, Build the Life You Want. I haven't actually read the book, but in the interview that I saw with Arthur Brooks, I was really taken by this idea that he said, the secret to happiness is teaching about happiness. And I was like, well, yeah, that is it right there. The secret to happiness is teaching about happiness. I have been teaching you about happiness and I am happier because of it. Having an entrepreneurial business does not make me happy. Sharing with you makes me happy. And I wanted to offer to all of you as you transition into executive leadership, or perhaps you're already in an executive leadership position, yet you don't feel happy. What are some of the ways that you can begin teaching others about your leadership, about your happiness, how you have found happiness in this higher level leadership position? What are some of the ways that you're giving back? And I'm going to offer you three different approaches to teaching that you may not expect. So let me go back into my life again for a little bit. 
My first job as a solo contractor, I will call it, not an entrepreneur just yet because I didn't have my own business, but I transitioned from working at a hedge fund for my paycheck to then working as a consultant contractor slash executive coach for a women's leadership organization in Silicon Valley. And um, this was a really great job. I was a teacher. I was hired to be a teacher. I was hired to be a facilitator for this organization. And I enjoyed some aspects of it, but there were a lot of things that I didn't enjoy about teaching. And the biggest thing for me personally was, you know, we were sharing information from books, from our own experience, from the organizer of the foundation of the of the company, from her particular experience about what could help the advancement of women. And I felt like I was just kind of putting out information. Like I felt like this was my job and I liked it more because it was different than working at the hedge fund. And I was able to actually share and connect with other women. I liked that aspect, but it was not, it definitely was not providing quote unquote happiness, right? I didn't feel happiness and meaning from standing up there teaching about how women could take bigger risks in their career and how women could overcome imposter syndrome. This wasn't actually making me feel happy. And so I decided that I was going to go out on my own. And so the key to my happiness at the time was like, have my own business, be my own boss. That was going to create my happiness. But what actually created my happiness is being able to get very strong, real, tangible results for my clients. That was actually what created happiness for me. It wasn't being my own boss. Believe me, being your own boss sucks. (laughs) Like not having somebody else to bounce ideas off of is a pretty miserable life, right? It's hard. It's really, really hard. Being responsible for your own income as an entrepreneur is incredibly difficult. But getting my clients real results, being able to see tangible results from them is what has created my happiness. So I'm sharing this with you because as a teacher, I had to understand what I was teaching that would create my happiness. So that's step one for you. I want you to understand as a teacher. So if you buy into this idea that teaching creates happiness as a teacher, what is it specifically that really makes you happy? What is it? And for a lot of the women that I'm working with, they are feeling like, helping early managers is making them happy. If they can mentor or support younger managers because they remember what it was like for themselves to be an early manager and floundering and having to figure it out on their own. And so they're specifically seeking out younger entry-level managers to help them on their journey. Something else that might create happiness for somebody is really being able to help another person manage their emotions around their experience at work, right? So perhaps it is they're not, they don't have a great boss. And so perhaps you enjoy mentoring that person or different types of people who seem to be frustrated by the day to day and helping them find a way out. So, and then another thing might be maybe 
what brings you happiness as a teacher is is going to the front line and working with the people who are giving back to the organization every single day and connecting with them and showing them what's possible and what could be next for them. There are so many different things that we can tap into within ourselves that brings us happiness, but I want you to start to tie that into teaching. So what type of teaching is going to create that level of fulfillment and happiness for you? And for me, it was always about creating real results for people. My goal was not to teach, to be a teacher. My goal was to create promotions and more money for my clients. And so I have spent the last seven years making sure that every single thing that I do has a tangible result. I want women to overcome imposter syndrome, but what I really want them to do is to get recognized and have influence and power right? And I want them to understand how to hold on to that power, how to continue creating that power for themselves. That's the teaching that I want to do. And so a lot of you are teaching from an agenda place. And so that's step two, is that we can't get happiness out of teaching if there is an agenda. One of the things, if you want to back your way into getting a promotion into executive leadership, one of the tools that you can use is to become a thought leader, right? And that is a legit tool. If you're a thought leader in your industry, your company is going to start to recognize you. The people around you are going to start to recognize you as an executive leader. It's a given. It really is. If you're out doing podcast interviews, panel conversations. If you're speaking at conferences, you're networking with people and you write a book, you have something to say. So that is a way to back into getting a promotion. But for a lot of you, you look at teaching as being the key to that. But for me, what it is, is sharing something that you really, really care about, that you're very passionate about, connecting to that greater source of yourself. And so if you're just teaching to get ahead because you're supposed to, because you're supposed to speak on this panel, because you're supposed to post on LinkedIn, how many of you have posted on LinkedIn and you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I need a job. So I'm supposed to post on LinkedIn about what I'm learning. But that's not teaching. That's not the teaching part that creates happiness. And so you have to realize that they're two different things. I'm not saying you can't post on LinkedIn, but don't expect that to feel fulfilling. It might lead to a job. I guess it could, but because you get more exposure to other opportunities, what is really creating that happiness and meaning in your life? So these are the ways that we can begin to use teaching to tap into that. The other piece, so so the first piece is really understanding what it is that you care about, what you're passionate about, what matters to you, really like connecting teaching and happiness and like really knowing and doing more of that. Again, I'll reiterate, for me, it wasn't about teaching per se. It was about getting women promoted, right? That is always what drives me. The other piece is how we're, what is our agenda? What is it that we want out of this learning? Do we want to connect with other people and how are we going to go about doing it? Or are we just kind of posting for the agenda of like, well, we're supposed to be a teacher. That's what we're supposed to do. And that's just a different career path, right? And then the last piece is really understanding that 
teaching is not about perfectionism. So if we approach it from the standpoint of just sharing what we're passionate about, so let's look at some of my senior executives in my program who are now coaching and mentoring young newer managers. If they do that from this place of these are the things, these are the concepts that I learned along the way, This is what I'm still working on. This is what I still have a challenge of, but I'm doing it anyway. If we can teach from that place, then we create happiness and meaning for ourselves. If we teach from a place that says, I know more than you, and I'm going to teach you because I'm smarter than you, because I'm better than you, well, then we don't create happiness and meaning. We're just teaching as a job right? That just becomes part of our job. I have more knowledge than you. And so I'm just going to pass it down. But if we're teaching from our own growth, from our own insecurities, from our own challenges that we faced, perhaps we're even sharing things that we don't know the answer to. When we're teaching from that place, when we're starting before we're ready, then we're able to pass down to others and reciprocate that happiness feeling. I recently, um, not recently, I think it was like a year ago, and I'll link to it in the show notes where I did a series of podcast episodes of things that I suck at at work. And um, this was an effort to, for me, one, to share with you that I am, I have a very hard time delegating. I have a very hard time staying out of the weeds. I have, you know, right. And so this was, me wanting to share that, right? So that you don't put me up on this pedestal. But what those episodes actually did for me to make me happier is to realize that I have learned a few things along the way, that I do have something to share. So while I am still challenged with staying out of the weeds myself, right? And I do find myself dipping back into the weeds on a regular basis. I do find myself not being able to spend more bandwidth on strategic thinking. I do find myself not being able to focus on my long-term vision, but yet continue being in the moment, focusing and looking at, you know, quick results. All of those things I'm constantly challenged with, yet I know just a tiny bit more than you. I know and I have learned just a tiny bit more than you. Now, crank that up even more and I will just own it. I am better. I am a thousand times better at seeing what you need to do than seeing what I need to do myself, right? We are inherently better teachers than we are doers. So in this effort to remind you that we are teaching what we most need to learn, that we are teaching things that we are not perfect at yet, but we have something to offer. And so if you find yourself in a position of wanting to teach a newer manager and you feel like, well, who am I to share with them my information? I mean, I'm still trying to figure it all out myself. One, ask yourself, what is the one or 2% more than you know that you know more than them, right? Like, what do you have to offer them? And then the second piece is it's very possible and actually very, very likely that you're able to see what other people need better than what you're able to do and see yourself. This is human nature. This is what is our fatal flaw. This is our problem. 
So when you begin to do these things, when you start before you're ready, when you really understand the goal of teaching, what you're trying to get out of it, and you get your priorities straight, when you're able to really know what type of teaching fires you up, what is the result that you want? What is it? What do you love about teaching? What is it about that connection? Who are the people that you want to teach? That's when you create more happiness and meaning in your life. So I totally, I totally bought into this when Arthur Brooks said, the key to happiness is teaching about happiness. I was like, hell yeah, that is so, so true for me. My happiness has come in the last seven years through teaching you about happiness, how to find more happiness and meaning how to get that recognition, how to challenge yourself, how to really own the stage and have that power and influence at your organization, reminding you that you are a work in progress and that's part of the deal. But we can continue sharing about that work in progress now in a very bold and powerful way, not in a self-deprecating way, in a way that shows our growth, that shows where we're headed, that shows our meaning and purpose to other people. That is how we continue to inspire. That is how we continue to change the leadership table. And when you do these things, you will get promoted and recognized and have more influence and power. That is the cycle. That is how this process works. So I am thankful to be your teacher. I am thankful to be your guide. But more importantly, I thank you for being willing to learn from me imperfectly along the way. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. Before you go, I have a question for you. Do you know how close you are to your next promotion? Really? Not what your boss has told you, not what you even believe to be true, but have you actually taken the time to sit down, take an assessment, review the five categories that it takes to get promoted into senior executive leadership positions and decided where you fall in each category and given yourself a ranking on a scale of one to 10 of how close you are to getting your next promotion? Have you done this? Well, now's your chance. If that feels interesting to you and you're like, hey, I want to know exactly how close I might actually be or how far away you might be and what it's going to take to get you even closer, then I invite you to take my promotability quiz. This is a quiz that I put together with practical tips that actually tell you where you're lacking and where you're winning. What are the areas that you actually need to improve and not necessarily what your boss is telling you all the time so that you can take concrete steps towards landing that next promotion and changing the face of the leadership table. Go to yourpromotabilityscore.com to take your free assessment today. Your promote ability score.com and let me know how it goes.